close your eyes and pull like a dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor, Kieran McCarthy. On today's show we'll be reflecting on Cork's Munster final loss to Kerry and looking ahead to what the qualifiers hold in store for the Rebels. We'll also hear from an emotional Ronan McCarthy who spoke to the press in the immediate aftermath of the game. But Kieran, before we hear from the Cork manager, you spoke to Dennis Hurley in the bowels of Porky Cueve on Saturday evening and you had a quick chat breaking down the Cork performance. We're here now at Porky Cueve and I'm joined by Dennis Hurley to have a quick look back on the Munster final. A lot of positives for Cork to take into this one, Dennis. Yeah, I suppose you'd say qualified positives because... Yeah. Like Ronan McCarthy said to us in, in the press conference, if he is giving his approval for a, a result like this, it means he's accepting of defeat. And mm-hmm. Obviously, it, it's a positive compared to last year when Cork had a good start and still lost by 17 points. Yeah. They never led tonight, and they were still in the game right up until the very end. They, mm-hmm. they could have could have scrambled a, a late equalising goal. But say, if you're being critical, you'd say they gave Kerry a, a seven-point start. And then, having got level and carried on a, a man for the last quarter, Cork weren't ever able to mm. to get level again or to to get ahead, and uh, that that's something you'd be kind of quibbling with. But by and large, Cork going to the qualifiers yeah. in a positive frame of mind, you'd have to think. When you compare to this time last year, like you said, Eric, uh, Cork lost once the final, I think, 17 points last year, and then into the qualifiers, then with the heads down, then got hockeyed by Tyrone. But now he's going into the qualifiers with another performance to build on. Like, they did well against, against Limerick, they did well, I know they lost tonight against, um, against Kerry, but at least it's something to build on, something to take forward going into the qualifiers. Absolutely, yeah. You know, they're not going to be playing an invincible team in mm-hmm. the qualifiers, I'd say. It will be a winnable game. The only caution you'd have against this being an encouraging performance is that in 2015 Cork went to Killarney, drew, yeah. then lost the replay and a week later put in a terrible performance against Kildare in the qualifiers and they were out of the championship. Yeah. So it's important to see this as a step on a journey and not just the high point that they were planning for and peaking for and all of a sudden you fall off a cliff again. Do you feel there's something different about this Cork team all of a sudden, a different energy about them? Even, even you could hear the fans here now tonight in Parky Cueve when Cork drew level there when Brian Hurley got the goal, the rebel chance went up. You could actually feel the atmosphere for the first time in a long while. You could, you could feel the support of the Cork public behind the Cork team. And even, even when they left the, 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 the field at the end, they were, they were applauded off the field, which is, for them, like, that's considering what they've been through and what they've been subjected to, it's, it's, it's great for them. Like. It, it's, it's, it's a bad state of affairs that it was worthy of remarking on <laughs> that, it, that this happened. Yeah. It, it should be the rule, but it's the exception. You know, our footballers are often uh, the, forgotten, the forgotten child behind the hurdlers. Uh, it was good that the, the fans got behind the players and they tried to push him on yeah. in the second half to come back and there was a great reception coming off the pitch but obviously you want more fans doing that you know mm-hmm. an attendance of 18,265 is way below what expecting for a Munster final mm-hmm. and it just it just reflected the, the public perception of what was going to happen 
Some of the kind of standout performers so for, for Cork uh, against Kerry, I think Ronan talked about um, Nemo Donovan and Matty Taylor had good games. He mentioned Rory Dean as some fella in the top ten footballers in the country right now. But it's three the main fellas. To be fair to Kerrigan and Lockray, they had good games, you know, kind of fellas are probably question marks over them coming into the game. Yeah, I think people looking at the team and wondering how they they would come near beating Kerry. Obviously, Cork were forced into three changes on, on Thursday evening, mm-hmm. which did hamper preparation slightly and it had a knock-on effect in that you didn't have as many options coming off the bench. But definitely there were there were a lot of good performances o- on the field. Obviously Brian Hurley still in that yeah. fu- full belt. He still got a goal. Mm-hmm. He might have had another goal if Mark Collins had played him in. But Ma- at the same time, you, you'd be kind of giving Mark Collins credit for going for that goal chance <laughs> himself as well. Like I say, Liam O'Donovan, Matty Taylor both playing their first Munster yeah. final. Didn't go to place at all. Rory Dean definitely has s- stepped up a, a level um, to, to to become w- one of the one of the elite players in the country. Um, so definitely a lot more pluses than negatives. I, if you were being critical again, you'd say they created a lot of goal chances <laughs> and maybe could have even scored more than than three. Yeah. Um, but you know, it it, it definitely was. It, it, it leaves you in a more positive frame of mind with regards to Cork going forward. No good point. Like just to finish up on that, like we're, we're twelve months on from obviously the twenty eighteen Munster final when everyone was leaving Parky Cueve with kind of heads down and thinking what next for Cork football. We're leaving Parky Cueve tonight, kind of a lot more positive about the future of this team. So it depends on the qualifiers draw now, but definitely something to build on. Definitely something to build on, but it's important to build on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't just go losing the qualifiers and then you're there next year and you have six new players in again and, yeah. and like that it's always the case that you're always starting from scratch again or always looking to rebuild you know Cork really are at the stage now where this has to be a platform for, for something else no, Good stuff Dennis thanks for joining us Cheers Kieran, those are your thoughts in the immediate aftermath of the game and you've had a couple of days think about it now are your feelings very much the same uh, an impressive core performance and something to build on yeah I think that's it Jack I think like you said there it's something to build on I, I know there was a lot of kind of trepidation and almost fear you could say going into this Munster final because um, even though Cork had a good performance against Limerick in the semi-final nobody knew what to expect because with this with this Cork team and Cork football over the years that inconsistency that we've spoken about before you just didn't know could they follow up a good Good performance against Limerick with another good performance against Kerry. And we had to take into account too what happened in last year's Munster final when Kerry won by 17 points. Um, it did look a bit ominous early on. Uh, Kerry were 1-5 to 1 point up 12-13 minutes in. But in fairness, like Cork showed balls the last night. They didn't They didn't lie down. They fought really, really hard. Um, and they had their chances in that period as well, didn't they? When they were 5 or 6 points down. It's not like they were pinned in. They had some goal mm-hmm. chances. They probably just weren't clinical enough in the early parts of the game that's it like Cork will finish the game with with um, with some big regrets like they missed they missed three chances of points in the first 10 minutes they all drifted past the same the kind of the right hand post in the Black Rock in down there then they had their goal chances too Rui Dean burst through um, Shea, the Kerry goalkeeper uh, Shane Ryan um, there was Luke Connolly just before that had kind of a half chance he was coming in at an angle and he dragged his shot badly wide uh, then there was Mark Collins too again in the first half he was, he was going right through and he could have hand-passed to Brian Hurley, probably should have hand-passed to Brian, but um, but Mark took on the shot himself. But in fairness, it was a very good block, I think, by the Kerry full-back um, Tyke Morley. So Cork had goal chances in the first half, 
they split that Kerry defence wide open. Cork went in six points down at half time. But um and Kerry were the better team to be fair, like they were slicker, like kind of like Yeah, I suppose just um on on the point you're making yeah. there about the Cork attack splitting the Kerry defence on occasion. The Kerry defence split the Cork attack on mm. several occasions in the first half and they also didn't put the goals yeah. away. So it could have been a wider margin or a close match. Oh, there was chances on both ends. Mm-hmm. Neither defence really covered themselves in too much glory in the first half. No, no, no you're dead right, Jack. They didn't um, kind of... I think there was one run by Gavin White there in the in, this, in the first half for Kerry. He went right through the Cork defence and I think he did, he... did he did he opt for a point at the end? He could have gone for goals. So And Kerry had another great goal chance before that as well. So Cork had their issues in, in defence too. But I suppose you got to put into perspective that this was a Division 3 team against a Division 1 team. I know Peter Keane, the Kerry manager, said after that he doesn't view Cork as a Division 3 team. But that's where they are. They were relegated from Division 2. They are a Division 3 team. So um, for Cork to cause Kerry so many problems, I think it's, it's, it's a good good indication for Cork. Not so much for Kerry. Um, but like Cork will take a lot of positives from, from, from that performance. And they, like I said, they did create goal chances. Even going into the second half, they got the two goals. Um, won a penalty from Luke Connolly. Brian hurled him with a with a clever flick. But besides that, Rory Dean had another chance where he jinked his way through. Um, I think he should have po- opted to kind of even even fist over a point, but he he just kept going, and then he did a shot blocked by Jack Sherwood. But the decision making for Cork left a lot to be desired at times. Um, their their their, their shot selection, their decision making, they passed up the amount of opportunities. Jack kind of that's why they will have regrets because. Kerry were there for the taking and I think the more people look back at the video and you see the chances that, that Cork missed I think Cork took 13 out of 26 scoring opportunities Kerry took 20 out of 25 and that's the that's the clinical nature that Kerry had Kerry took their chances when, when they were there and Cork didn't take theirs Well you mentioned regrets a couple of times there in particular Cork's finishing in the first half some regrets but I think it's fair to say the biggest regret Cork and the Cork management team will have coming out of Parky Cueve on Saturday evening was the fact that they didn't take advantage when they had the extra man. So on 52 minutes, Paul Ganey received his marching orders for a yellow card, followed by a black card. But if you watched the big hit up close, it probably should have been a straight red in the first place. But regardless, he saw his marching orders with just shy of 20 minutes remaining in the game. Mm. There wasn't much in it at that stage, but Cork couldn't kick on and take advantage. In fact, I think... Kerry outscored Cork during that period so that's going to be something they'll have to look at obviously there's the old adage it's tougher to play against 14 yeah. but that's a tired cliche realistically mm-hmm. and uh, something that they look back on probably thinking that was there for us like it is but, and even after Brian Hurley got the goal to level the game you got the feeling if Cork could even just creep one point ahead you could feel it in the stands in the stadium at the time there was the roar of rebels, rebels. You could feel, you could actually feel the kind of the the stadium starting. Like the fans were starting to believe, and I think, um, and the players obviously believed that they could do it. But I think if Cork just went one point ahead psychologically, they yep. might have kicked on. But they never did. Instead, it was Kerry went back up the other end and got the couple of points. And like you mentioned there, when Paul Ganey was sent off, Cork just never took advantage of that. And even the subs that came on for Cork, I don't think they got any scores off the bench. Um, to be fair, again to to, to Cork, they were. Kind of decimated again with injuries in in the run up to the last to last um, Saturday night. Thomas Clancy, John O'Rourke, and Ormac Sweeney all cried off during the week. So the options were, I suppose, were limited to a certain extent. But they still brought the likes of Michael Hurley and Stephen Sherlock off the bench. But um, they just didn't get any scores from from their subs. Um, it, it was a good Cork performance. 
but they have a lot of areas to, to, to work on. I don't think anyone should be getting too carried away. Yeah. Um, this, this, they lost the game. It, it was a good performance, but they have a lot of areas where they can improve. But that's actually positive. You know, kind of they troubled a, a Division One Kerry team, um, but by, by, by playing well, but they still have a lot of areas where they can play better. But I think just uh, on on the positives, I suppose, I think one major positive apart from the overall good performance was the clear cohesiveness amongst mm-hmm. the core players. There was a, a real spirit. You mentioned the chance of rebels, yeah. rebels after Brian Hurley scored the goal, so the fans were getting involved, and then I just have two notes here of things that stood out to me in the game towards the end of the game Liam O'Donovan chased back mm. I'm not sure which of the carry forwards it was possibly Sean O'Shea but he chased him back 40-50 yards mm-hmm. an incredible interception inside his own half yeah. and the ball eventually broke forward Cork got a free Mark Collins stuck it over the bar there was also another point in the game with five minutes left Kerry were holding Cork to 117 to 37 at that point Mark Collins scored a cracking point oh, from yeah. play, one of his only from play, and he turned to the main stand in Porky Guive mm-hmm. and gave the old GAA fist bump, which yeah. rose up. So you could really tell that the Cork players were they were really up for it. Mm-hmm. That was that was plain to see. You didn't have to be there to see that. It was obvious on television. But after the game as well, they got into a team huddle. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They looked despondent. Obviously, they yeah. wanted to win the game, but you could tell even from we're going to hear from Ron McCarthy afterwards uh, in a couple of minutes. There's a real team spirit there. And add that to the decent performance. There is a lot to take into the qualifiers. I know. I know it's a cliche, Jack, but they did die with their boots on. You know, kind of they went down fighting. And I think from where this Cork team is coming from, like that's all you can ask for. Like they turned in another another good performance. Um, and there was a lot of good individual performances on the day. Like Rory Dean had another cracking match. Like he's turning into a top top player. Like he's becoming the driving force of this Cork team. But even looking at, at at the other end, some of the kind of the, the younger guys, uh, Mark White, the goalkeeper from Clannacilty, he was very assured. I think Cork won twenty out of their twenty four um, kickouts, which is which is good going. And Mark was able to vary. He went long and he went short. He made a good save in the first half too. The two wing backs, Limo Donovan, like you mentioned there, Jack um, from Clannacilty, and M- Matty Taylor, two two young fellas who only made their debuts, um, Matty last year and Liam this year. Who were cause Kerry no end of problems like they're full of energy, bounded, boundless, uh, boundless running. Killian O'Handle in midfield from Kilchanig was very, very good again. Probably the best midfielder on show. Um, he's run led to the penalty in in the second half, and he gave Jack Barry a thorough time. And I think Jack Barry ended up being subbed off. Such was Killian O'Handle's influence. So there's a huge amount of positives to take. Not only did the experienced guys, the likes of Rory, Brian Hurley, Mark Collins, James Lockray, not only did they empty the tank and kind of lead by example. But at the opposite end, the younger guys stood up and showed that they can hold their own at this level as well, which I think is very encouraging going into the qualifiers. And like you mentioned there, it's about to draw now next next Monday morning. Um, hopefully, Lady Luck will shine in Cork. Um, the did I have the draw there? We have the for the the round three qualif the round three games are on this weekend, Jack. And what there is, there's Mayo host Armagh, Kildare are at home to Tyrone, Westmead are at home to Clare and Leash take on Offaly so out of those eight teams four will come through and Cork will draw one of the winners of those games so um, it could be tough they could get the winner of Mayo Armagh or Kildare and Tyrone which would be tough and Cork have recent history in the qualifiers against the likes of Kildare Mayo and, and Tyrone on, on the other hand could get Leash Offaly Westmead or Clare so you, do, you just don't know well to be fair Clare would be tough Clare have held the upper hand in Cork in a couple of years but um 
hopefully Cork will get a good draw next Monday morning um, because it's been billed already as one of the biggest games that Cork footballers will have played in so many years because getting through to the Super 8s will guarantee, guarantee three more championship games and that's what this team needs to, needs to develop. So um, hopefully there's another big performance in them and there needs to be because as good as they were against Limerick and as good as they were against, uh, against Kerry, they need to go do it again and raise their levels even more. Kind of, They can't rest in their laurels because... If they go out now the next day and lose a round four qualifier, their season is over. And what if they, you know, kind of, where, where do they stand heading into Division 3 next year? Okay then, Kim, we'll just leave it there for a moment because we're going to hear from Cork manager Ronan McCarthy and get his thoughts. He spoke to the assembled media after the final whistle. Um, yeah, I, I don't know really. Look, you kind of look at it and... and um, look, you give any top team a seven-point start, you're going to put yourself on the, on the back foot. Um, obviously very pleased with the response to the team with after the game. But the other side of it is, look, that we, we I suppose, look, carry around 14 men for the last, was it 10 minutes? Um, now I suppose look, they had a cushion of a lead of three or four points at that stage. So, um, yeah, look, hard to know what to make of it, really. Um, look, we came to win the game. That was our objective. We didn't, and uh, therefore we're disappointed. You've got three goals running away. Yeah, and we look. We go a chance in the first half as well. That you know, certainly Mark Mark's one that was saved. You know, certainly he should have offloaded that to, to Brian Hurley, um, who was free, and, and actually something we're very good at. And Mark is very good at actually of you know picking up the guy who was in a better position. Um, but that said, look, I think they did a, a fairly clear cut chances of Gavin White at the other end um, in the first half. But um, look. Look, we haven't ultimately. We came to win the game. We haven't done that, and uh, and there's a, a great sense of uh, disappointment inside the dressing room afterwards. Yeah, look, you see, the pro- the problem is, I I said this before the game. The problem, like the gas thing about this, is we're we're probably a victim of, uh, like we're we're a, we don't do dummy teams basically, right? But we're a victim of a system that has come in to stop teams naming dummy teams. So I suppose the problem was that we had two fellas, um, John, o- um, John O'Rourke sorry, and Owen McSweeney, who we knew would be tight, right? Then we had Tom, Tom Clancy, who went down on Tuesday, and uh, Damien Gore went down on Tuesday. So like in years gone by, you were able to kind of hold off till Thursday, see what they train on Thursday, and then adjust on Friday. But the fact that you have to put in your 26 on, on Saturday, you're waiting on scans and all this kind of thing on Wednesday. So look, we um, look, did it disrupt? A bit, but it's not. Look, I, I think to be fair, um, we said to the players, look, you know, we, we weren't looking for excuses, um, and we're not. And look, it was a little setback, but we, we dealt with it. You, I think it was six ended at the half time moment. Did you feel like you were a lot closer than that because there was goals there? Please? Yeah, I, look, I did genuinely. And actually, even when we were 1 5 to a point down, I actually felt that, you know, we had a lot of the ball. I felt a lot of some of our decision making was very poor, and we paid for it at the other end, you know. So, like we've been quite good in you know in the recent months at I suppose like recycling the ball, you know, being patient where the opportunity isn't there. Kerry, you know, f- obviously they filter men back to, to fill the middle. Um, so therefore you have to be patient and work the ball. And I think we snapped at our shots, you know, we took shots from wrong positions. We should have recycled the ball at times and gone backwards and gone to the far side of the pitch and, and we didn't do it. Um, and then paid for it at the other end. So even actually at, at, at the one five to a point I actually felt, you know, I, I felt we were doing okay if we made better decisions on the ball. Yeah, look, I, I, I suppose I don't ever kind of, you know, send the team out to get goals or anything like that. I suppose what we try to do is we try to encourage the players to make the right decisions at the right time. So I suppose an example of that is Mark, you know, not offloading the ball to, to Brian. 
Um, you know, we probably went for goals a couple of times where where, where they weren't on. Um, you know, where we probably should have taken a, a score. And look, I think my sense of it is, look, we'll ha- we'll have regrets. You know, when we look back at the video, we'll have regrets. I suppose in relation to that opening ten minute period, um, and we'll also have regrets about you know just look like a bit of inexperience and, and so on, and just you know been a small, just a slight bit more controlled um, in, at different times in the game. I was disappointed to lose, but heading heading to the quarter first, though, being a far more positive mindset compared to this time last year, and it'd be like there's more to work on and more to take into performance. Yeah, look, I don't know is the answer. Look, I, I suppose what I would say is I look at I, I suppose I don't look at kind of individual games. I look at the period we'll say since we played Tipperary. Um, I think we've played ten matches um, and against some really top opposition, obviously in Kerry and Galway and Dublin and Donegal and so on. And look, we've been consistent. And competitive in all the games, and I suppose look, the, the 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 key thing in that is that look, you know, it means whoever we get in the draw, you know, we will feel we've the capability of beating them. Um, but I suppose look, we'll have to, you know, we have to gather ourselves together again, um, and you know, get back in Monday for recovery. We'll be back training on Tuesday, um, and look, I, I think when I sit down with the players, and look at the video, look, we as I say, we look, we will have regrets, but look, that's part of the the learning process, and. Um, and I think if we learn from that, um, you know, I think we'll be handful for anybody, whoever we get in the qualifiers. Would one of the regrets be after the sending off that maybe Kerry could have kicked on to cut down two points? Maybe Yeah, the, the funny thing about sendings off is that it, sometimes, and look, I, mean, I think I want to play a 14 men, but sometimes, you know, I think when they had a lead to defend, I think it helped them in the sense that, look, they were able to kind of pull men behind the ball even more than they had and hit us in the counter attack because um, obviously we had to come after the game. But look, to be fair to them, to be fair to them, look, they, you know, they, they weathered that storm and, and, you know, you have to hats off to them. You know, they were in a difficult position, I think, nine minutes out, I think, from the end, um, you know, down to 14 men. But I suppose they were four points up, uh, I think, at that stage when that happened. Um, and uh, look, it was a cushion they probably needed. There's also a dubious, uh, there's also a bit of controversy over a point. It's a lot of us thought it was right. And it's simply what it is to me. I can't, uh, I'm not doing an Arsene Wenger, I know, but I didn't see it, so I can't... Uh, I can't comment on that. Yeah, look, yeah, look, lads, to be fair to you, look, it is a fair question to ask, but I actually think, look, you know, I think I'm better off not answering that question, and I'm certainly better off not answering it now. Okay. Will the injured lads be back for the qualifier game, Um The injured lads, I'm hopeful, like they're all, I mean, the funny thing about them is they're all, um, they're all kind of niggles, really. Um, John O'Rourke, Look, he's what he's a week into his recovery now. We'll say really, if you want to call it that, his rehab. So I, ho- I'd be hopeful. They, they, I'd put it they all have a chance. But two weeks is tight as well, depending on if they've any sort of setback. Um, like Nathan there, for example, I think his hamstring. You know, you, you, you probably rule him out now. Um, you know, they generally take longer than two weeks. But they're, they're all, they all have a chance. You see, some of it. Look, some of it is. You know, you're coming to a game where. Look, they're going for what? What is it? They'd won six in a row. They'd won by 18, whatever it was, 17 points last year. They're fine side. You know, some of the commentary, you know, look, you'd have to argue, is it fair enough? You know what I mean? The, you know, what people expected um, to do. I suppose, look, we had countered it by saying, and I had said, look, consistently that um, I felt that there was real, real quality in the team. Um, I suppose, look, I, I come away from any game, really, look, win or lose, you know, in, in when I've been involved in teams and management, managing. Look, I basically come away and, you know, I'm interested in is the spirit there and, by Christ, it was there tonight. 
we came up believing we would win the game um, and, um, and, and, and have fallen short. Um, and I suppose, look, I'm, I'm pleased with, look, you can win a game, you can lose a game, you can lose a game. Um, look, I'll give an example, the, the, the 16 semi-finals between Dublin and Kerry, which Kerry lost, um, you know, Kerry that day, even though they were beaten, played, you know, with real honour. And I felt our fellas played, you know, with real honour tonight and, uh, and spirit. Um, but, look, we have to regroup, learn from our mistakes, look forward to another big challenge. And look, you'll be sure we're going to get a, another bumper bumper team in the qualifiers and, uh, and look forward to that challenge. Rory Dean's gone up a level though as well. I, mean, I know he's got praise before, but I mean, again, it's the opposition tonight. Yeah, I, look, I, I think Rory, I, I, you know, I, and I'm not exaggerating, I think Rory, you know, is, is heading in the direction where, look, he is in the, you know, in the top, top, you know, 10 players in the country. Um, he's certainly heading in that direction, um, you know, and, and certainly could, um, you know, become... Top three, you know, he's, 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 he has gone to another level, no question. And um, no, he had a good duel. They, they did a good duel himself and, and Gavin White and so on. But I think as I went on, um, look, um, you know, Rory came stronger and stronger into the game um, when we needed him. And uh, look, again, it's what we expect from him at this stage. Well, Kieran, plenty to digest there from Cork manager Ronan McCarthy. But I think one of the points that stood out to you the most was what he had to say about Rory Dean mm-hmm. following another cracking performance from him. He did, yeah. Ronan said that he um, he feels that Rory's well on his way to becoming one of the top 10 players in the country and that he could even become one of the top three players in the country. So that's high praise indeed for, for the Bantry men um, from the Cork manager. Um, Rory did have... like Rory's become Cork's best player, most consistent player over the last two seasons. Like He's 27 now. He's turning 28 in September. He's had to wait wait his time to become become this figurehead and talisman of the Cork football team Rory was 25 before he actually made his his full senior his first senior start in the championship for Cork that was away to Waterford in May 2017 but since then his importance and influence is, has, be, has become huge um, you can see it again against Kerry the last night Jack he's just he's a powerful runner like Rory's very strong when he's running on, onto the ball and then he'll take the ball at pace and he'll just burst through and we saw it the last night. Um, he was punching holes in that carry defence, left, right, and centre. He's deceptively fast. He's wickedly strong. Um, he's just he's come on leaps and bounds. And like I said, he's become a leader of this Cork team at a time when Cork football needed leaders. He's really taken on, taken on the mantle. Um, where he did leave Parky Cueve on crutches on on Saturday after the game but that was only a kind of a, an impact injury and he'd be fine he's going to be fine for the next round of the qualifiers which is which is good news good news for Cork um, but it's just great to see kind of like I said he's had, to, he's had to wait his time to get his chance but he's really he really works so so hard like we had a piece in the star earlier in the year about even his commitment level alone he's living in Bantry he's a teacher in Castletown Bear and he makes the trip up and down to, uh, to Cork three times a week for training and so on so He's putting up eight and hundred kilometers alone up and down um up and down the road from Castletown Bear to, to Cork just for training. Like commitment isn't is um is is second to none. But um and his football ability, like he's come on leaps and bounds. He's just such such a strong and, and influential player now. So um and he's someone you could see the last day, every time he got the ball, even the fans since it now, like there's a sense of anticipation, yeah. like what's he gonna do now? Because he's just he's just perfect, he's a bulldozer. There's, there's just no stopping him and Kerry Kerry had no answer to him like even in the first half there when he had that chance chance of a goal like 
when he picked up the ball there was kind of three carry defenders around him but within two seconds he'd burst past the three of them and he was straight in on goal like he's just he creates havoc and even against Limerick he scored a goal himself and he missed another goal chance like he's he's just he jinx slaloms drives his way through and he pirouettes and he's just for, for a big man I've said it before he's quite nimble on his feet he's kind of the way he can just solo through and stuff so another impressive performance um, whether he's top 10 in the country I think like Cork Rory needs to get to the Super 8 and do it at that level then if he can perform like that against a Dublin or a Roscommon who Cork would be in the same group with then you can put Rory into that conversation kind of um, but he's definitely like the Cork footballers he's going in the right direction Absolutely high praise indeed from his manager on Saturday evening but we're going to take a quick break just now and coming up in part two we'll be taking a look at this week's paper thank you for listening to the star sports podcast don't forget to pick up this week's southern star featuring our award-winning sports section that has everything a sports fan in west cork could want available every thursday in shops across west cork and online from anywhere in the world the southern star number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And now, Kieran, with Cork putting up a good show in the Munster final last Saturday, I'm sure that will take up a good bulk of the Star Sport section this week. Yeah, the kind of intercounty season is in full flow these weeks, Jack. So, as you'd expect, the kind of the Cork footballers Munster final against Kerry. We've six pages on that in, in this week's sports section, including a closer look at Rory Dean and his rise. Um, he's, he's, he's rise to become such an influential player with Cork we've Dennis Hurley's column as usual where he's he says it's so important now for, for Cork to to win their next game and build on, on what they've achieved over the last um, the, the last couple of months um, as well as that the Cork Miners to be fair the Cork Miners pushed Kerry really really close in the Munster Minor Final Kerry have won the last five All-Ireland Minor Finals and they've been dominant um, unfortunately the Cork Miners came up very very short I think it was two or three points in the end but go back six and a half weeks ago, that Kerry team beat the Cork Miners by 16 or 17 points in Parky Ring. So they've really closed the gap. So we have Bobby O'Dwyer's reaction to a very, very good effort from the Cork Miners, who will still be involved in the championship. They're true to all All-Ireland quarterfinal next month. The Cork Under-14 ladies team won the All-Ireland title at the weekend. And there was a lot of um, West Cork girls involved in that. And especially Skibbereen um, O'Donovan Ross's Leah Hogan, who hit a hat-trick in the final, which is superb for her. Um, the Cork Camogie team beat um, beat Tipperary in the senior championship last weekend and we have an interview with Orla Cronin from Inner Scheme where she chats about the performance and what Cork need to do next a very interesting story Jack about two West Cork hurlers who were on the Leitrim team that won the Laurie Maher Cup last weekend so they beat Lancashire in the final in Croke Park yeah and um, I think the, 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 the Leitrim captain's speech after went a bit viral after so it was um, it's well worth watching to check that one out but that's Ben Murray from Ballinascarte and Cahill O'Donovan of Argadine Rangers and I caught up with Ben for a chat about how a Ballinascarte man ended up hurling for, for, for Leitrim so it's an interesting story so that's in in this week's Southern Star. Um, plenty there. There's a lot of local GA action as well. The Bearer under 21s were locked out of the county championship um, on Monday night. The last last to Era Oak. Um, the Sam Maguire Sevens was launched last Friday night. So there's something for everyone again in this week's Star. And if you can't get to the shops to buy it, which you should, you can always <laughs> log on to www 
southernstar.ie forward slash epaper. Now, Kieran, before we wrap up today's show, yourself and myself had a very interesting trip to Bandon yesterday, mm-hmm. which uh, we recorded something that's going to hopefully the listeners will enjoy a lot. I don't know, are we going to share the news just yet or will we leave them in suspense until this time next week? Um, I think we could tease it out a bit, can't we? Yeah. If we let them know, yeah, kind of our, uh, well, West Corks, I call him our, kind of, I suppose he is our, our, our Premier League footballer, our first ever um, West Cork Premier League footballer, Conor Horrohan, was home in Bendon, so he was kind enough to let us um, pop over to visit him. Mm-hmm. So we um, went over to the to Bendon to meet Connor and had a had a good chat with him that we're going to play next week in, in next week's um, Star Sport podcast. So I suppose Connor was he was uh, chatting about what he's looking forward to next season, Jack, and kind of even just about Aston Villa and Ireland and for the Irish soccer team is. Um, so he was in good old form, wasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. The one thing that, that, that struck me, he's so lean. Like, he's so lean. He's just like he's just. It's it's just all muscle, isn't it? He's yeah. just Like there's an, an a gram of body fat there, like you know, kind of. Um, did you did you feel um, inadequate? Yes, yeah. very much inadequate. Like I did a, myself, especially when he shook my hand and nearly broke my wrist as well. Yeah, and he's a handsome devil too, and he's just after coming back from holiday, so he's tanned as well. So you were and very. He's got really clean white runners. He's, he's his white runners were particularly clean and, and sparkling. Robert had sunglasses in the same the same room with him, so. In fairness, Connor's a fella with a with a lot going for him. So, um, in fairness, I know he was very good to make time for us, make to make time for and the time he, time he did give us. In fairness, he there was no there was no rushing. There was no PR person there to tell us to to wrap it up. Oh, no. he, he he let you chat for for a good length of time. He's he's a good guy, you know. He really is a good guy and stuff. Um, and it's great to think that he's he's gone to, he's gone to where he is, like at the, the very top. Like his own fixture on the Irish national team is he's a Premier League footballer with Aston Villa. In the new season, and very up. much still a proud Bandon man because as soon as he finished recording the podcast with us, he was off down to Bandon AFC to hand out trophies to I think another twelve or under thirteen. 12, he teams. was saying that yeah, under twelve, under thirteen teams. So, um, no, like I said, like I was saying there, he just hasn't changed. Even when you talk to his friends, he's he's the same Connor who um, who left Bandon as a sixteen-year-old all all those years ago. So, no, big thanks to Connor for for letting us into his home yesterday. So, um, it's something for the. For the listeners to look forward to, to next week, it's a Southern Star podcast exclusive, Jack. Yeah, I didn't see any of the assembled Irish football press there as well. It was just Kieran McCarthy and Conor Howerton sitting down for a good old chinwag. Two of West Cork's top sportsmen in the same room <laughs> at the one time. Where else did you get it? But anyway, um, thanks for listening to this week's Star Sport podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. So you, so if you enjoy these shows, one second, no one second, I'm you're going to get, you're going to get, you're going to get it this week. Every, every, every week, it's like it's like a tongue twister, right? <laughs> Take two. Maybe I should rewrite the script. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast. We'll be back at the same time. <laughs> oh man, here we go. Thanks oh, third for times the charm. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to the show. Absolute get in. pro. Absolutely, get in there. Can we just play that one every week? Yeah, good stuff. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Star Sports Podcast. Don't forget to pick up this week's Southern Star, featuring our award-winning sports section that has everything a sports fan in West Cork could want. Available every Thursday in shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world. The Southern Star, number one for sport in West Cork.